How should the Christian feel and react towards the mandatory vaccine uh, regulations that are being proposed in today's world? Let's talk about that as we watch your culture straight further every day. Howdy. Jonathan Fiala here, sitting in the chair of theology. To my left, I got uh, Justin. How's it going? Oh, hello. It's going good. Going good. Sitting in, I believe, the chair of philosophy. That, that you are. Okay. Looks really good. good. Was... It's a good chair on you. It, you know, it's because it's the one that fits me. Well, okay. That's another subject for another day. Uh, yeah, Moving on. Uh, body positivity. <laughs> this chair of culture, Steve. How's it going? Yes, sir. Doing very well, I, I think I'm doing better than Murray over there. People though. on audio so. can't see what you're doing with the with the beep. Bop, no, boop. it's kind of like doing the up and down with my hands and kind of. Well, I don't because know. we're Sitting joined running man. Yes, running man. Yeah. We're, we're we're joined by Murray in the fourth chair of politics. How's it going, Murray? Uh, well, no, that no, Steve Murray's not saying anything. Yeah, somebody's got to talk for him. No, I, I, I think it's good because politics is dead. Uh, it's just yeah. all culture wars now. I'll speak for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. So let's let's go ahead and talk about it. But before we do, I do want to set the table. Uh, Mr. Producer, could you go ahead and bring up that uh, Ian Miles Chong tweet on the – it's the first one. Perfect. Go ahead and roll this because this is actually a provocateur in Canada named uh, Mark Slepansky. And he, he did this a couple of years ago, but it resurfaced recently. And it's kind of the spark for our topic today. Go ahead and roll it. We've had a big problem with anti-vaxxers. And I have a solution to the anti-vaxxer question. And some might even say the final solution to the anti-vaxxer question. Here's what we're going to do. Just to start, we're going to take little stickers and we're going to put them on the houses of all the unvaccinated people, just so people know who they are and where they live. And if that doesn't work, what we're going to do is take all the unvaccinated people, put them on cattle cars and ship them off to work camps, nice, big, powerful work camps, either in northern Ontario or in Quebec. And here's how this is going to work. We're going to force them to work, free labor, get them to build us stuff and segregate them. So it's killing multiple birds with one stone. Not only are we taking these dirty, disgusting, unvaccinated people and removing them from society, but we're also using them to work for us. And we can even loot them and use their assets to fund other parts of society. So now the way this will... He goes on and, and y y you would think that this is a Babylon B article or that it was satire. And it, it, he says it's satire. But he's also a political conservative, so-called political conservative, self-proclaimed, who says that, uh, well, I mean, I, I don't have any That's actual right. bad feelings towards towards people who are anti-vax. He sounds kind of Hitlerization kind of person there with well, that's the that joke. kind of uh, idea for being... You know, for being a jokester, uh, that, that, you know, <laughs> I mean, that 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 I mean, that wow. is the joke. He's invoking the Holocaust and he's invoking Twitter, uh, uh, Hitler, uh, where he says, I'll try this one more time. I don't hate unvaccinated people. Quite frankly, I don't think someone's decision to get vaccinated or not defines them as an individual. Last year, I made two videos that I had some strong words for unvaccinated Canadians. In retrospect, my words were overly harsh. While they were meant to be satirical, I realized that I went too far and upset a lot of people. I apologize for that. Moving forward, I will do better. Well, you, 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 it would be like me if I was a Westboro Baptist Christian saying, 
<laughs> all the all, all all the gays are gonna burn. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You say you you believe that, so that's not satire. That's you saying something egregious, and yeah. then and then saying, "Oh, but I was joking." Yeah, saying what you believe in a joking manner is just satire. so you can get away with saying, "Oh, I was joking." Doesn't count as a joke. That's, that's, that's called. Dumb. That's called. What? What was that? Uh, oh that it's called manipulation. It's what it yeah. is. Correct. Um. So I mean, it, it. Yeah. No. The guy. It, why would you joke like that? Like you have a public platform. Okay. Hear me out here. You have a public platform. You know you have a public platform. Okay. Why are you throwing satire like that out there? You're throwing it out for two reasons. One, you're trying to make a very powerful point. Or two, you're trying to get the attention. Mm -hmm. The point he was making here was not a powerful point. He was not trying to say this is satire because look what is happening. He wasn't fighting against this. He wasn't making a point. Because he goes back, he goes, well, no, that's not what I meant. I love all the unvaccinated people. I don't think it should matter. But he never goes, this was about this or this. So he's not making a point. So now he's just looking for attention at the expense of making others who are watching his platform believe this. Yeah. And so he's 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 just active. At this point, he's backtracking. Oh, one hundred percent. Because he thought it's it, it's very much the same clapter uh, comedy that you get out of all of your late night shows nowadays, where yeah. they say, "Ah, conservatives, they're stupid." Am I right? And everyone laughs. Right. That's what he was expecting to get out of his base. That laughter, that clapter of everyone kind of laughing and clapping. Clapter. I like that. Yeah, it's not mine. Uh, I stole it, but but I think it is good. Um, uh. He's looking for that clapter type thing, and it's not. It, it it didn't land, and so now he's having to backtrack. So l let's see what some of those people actually are complaining about. Because again, this is a apologetics podcast. We're going to get to the apologetics part, but part of it is is understanding both sides of the issue. So one side is saying that the vaccines are efficacious and that it's very very critical that we absolutely must do it because you are saving grandma and 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 yourself from long covid and all of these things are very nice so that's one side the other side says the vaccines don't work well well i, I would actually like to play a, a little clip from one of those sides and it's the it's the rumble clip so now we have two vaccines that are really quite effective the mrna vaccine highly effective extraordinarily efficacious 94 to 95 percent for mild to moderate disease and virtually 100 percent efficacious because the real world effectiveness is even more impressive than the results of the clinical trial no hospitalizations no deaths vaccines are safe bio uh, pfizer biotech highly effective 100 percent efficacy is what we're seeing here on the on the bit 100 percent vaccine effectiveness Let's see if you can turn the volume down the rumble itself 100 effective turn down the half please 
6%, 95%, 94%. These are different headlines, and we're watching them over the course of weeks and months. It go from 100% to 85%, 83%, 81%. No oh, way in the 70s now. 75, 74. Ooh, this is like Two watching the countdown. 70%, 69%. Oh, in the 60s. a loud video so that, what i want to point to what i want to point to here is we see that slide of a hundred percent down to sub 20 percent effective when somebody's sub 20 percent effective in statistics we call that ineffective, effective. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is ineffective it is so low it is so low that it is not even it's not worth the effort once you get below 50 percent it is a shot in the dark as to whether or not it's effective so in the medical world below 50 percent is not actually considered ineffective i i but i know I what you're saying but i believe that if it's below 33 percent for vaccination though for vaccination once it gets below 50 percent there's now a question as to whether or not it's effective at all because when you're talking about a treatment i agree with you I agree with now, you. Now, and then they're also talking about that it's okay for babies that are six months and younger. And that's a whole and, that's and, a whole nother podcast. You know, I, that, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. I, so, so I guess, so I I've grown up playing devil's advocate in my life. Go my father it. always is like, you know, let's play devil's advocate. He may completely agree with my decision, but man, is he going to try and talk me out of it? Because if I can't hold my ground on that decision then Correct. maybe I shouldn't make that decision, Correct. right? So when I'm watching that, what I'm hearing in my head with conversations with coworkers is going to be, well, those are the different variants. That's how variants work is, you know, your vaccine is going to become less effective against them because they're um, not evolving. Uh, changing. Changing. What is that word? Mutating. Yeah. Um, in order to withstand, is not, it's not wrong, I, I think that's what happened to Murray over here. <laughs> yeah, Murray went through the ringer, man. Alleged, allegedly, allegedly, we, we can't say for sure. We we, we haven't had clinical trials. He must on have Murray. got one of those twenty percenters, I guess. Yeah, um, but it it evolves. It uh, it Mutates. evolves. Gosh, my words. Uh, in order, so the argument is always, well, that's going to happen. That's expected. Yeah. The difference is if you read a lot of these article titles and when you look at what they were saying with the booster shots is they were saying this helps against this this has been altered to help against this correct against that Delta. was one of the reasons when boosters came out they first said well you need the booster because it's 
basically updated to help with the new variants. Then they're like, well, it just doesn't last six months because it's our first time doing this. I have coworkers who have gotten the booster six or seven times. You know, what I find interesting is, is that Hard pass this for me. thing, COVID, the variants are evolving like every, what is it, six months or three months? But that's the common um, flu yeah. and the common it, cold. That's how, it, that, it, it's a very similar, coronavirus normal, is the flu, a normal. It does that, what, once a year they update it? No, they get you well, they, to do I mean, it. No, they, they have they, you take a shot once a year. But you'll get influenza A and B in the same year. Yeah. And, and so they're, they're both. You, yeah. But, but once you're a right year about instead the, of every three months. Yeah, you're right about the output volume of how often they're saying you need this vaccine. The flu, even if a new flu strand comes out, it's still once a year. And they aren't creating a new vaccine for every flu strand that comes out, but they are with COVID. It's because the, the, there's, there actually is a concern. Whenever you're injecting something like that into your body, there is a concern. I don't care who you're talking about. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. That much of a, of a of a schedule of of anything is concerning. Like we should be looking at that very carefully. What you're putting in your body, especially if you're pregnant, and people are losing their their their, their losing their pregnancies right after. Guys, we tell ladies like not to eat shellfish or stuff like that, right? Like when they're pregnant. Bro, forget about it's, being pregnant. I'm I'm never going to be pregnant. I may look it, but I won't be it. Okay. <laughs> But, that's not what they say. That's, you know. I yeah. Mean, I mean, but look at the food. How many times do we have, you know, I remember back back in the day, there was a big push about corn syrup is evil. Corn syrup is bad. And we were like, corn syrup's in everything. This cannot be good for you. And we got all up in arms about putting corn syrup in our body. Yeah. And now we're like, yeah, inject me every three to six months with. With an mRNA vaccine. Something. And so to, to, to Steve's point, I actually want to pull up a tweet. Again, this is from Colin Rugg uh, on Twitter, and he actually linked the uh, Senate hearing between uh, uh, Senator Rand Paul and uh, Dr. Fauci. And so I want to pull that up. Uh, go ahead and do the Twitter capture. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Twitter. There you go. Yep. And go ahead and roll that, Mr. Producer. I think it's interesting. Here's what I want to know. It's not just about you. Everybody on the vaccine committee, have any of them ever received money from the people who make vaccines? Can yes. you tell me uh, that? Can you tell me if anybody that, on the vaccine approval committees ever received gonna, any money from people who make the vaccine? Soundbite number one, are you going to let me answer a question? Okay, so let me give you some information. First of all, according to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them even on their financial statement according to the buy dole act so here's what i want to know it's not just about so that's on repeat thank you mr producer um i think he just answered you're welcome (laughs) good job job. uh well played sir uh so we have 58 vaccine royalty payments made to Fauci and to Collins. So um, that's interesting. It's almost like there was there was an incentive to roll this out early and as fast as possible. Yeah. So just just laying that out there for those who are still heavily pro 
pro-vaccine. And again, I want to lay this out because there's there's two sides to every argument, and uh, there's a right and a wrong, and sometimes neither side is right. Okay, that that is possible. That, that is, that's possible. Right. Yeah. But I, I actually want to go a little bit step further, and I want to go to um, Pfizer. Uh, from the horse's mouth in Australia. They're in a parliamentary hearing in Australia. Mr. Producer, if you can pull that up. Um, I'm going to pull up the video. Scroll down and get the video ready. But I'm going to read this from Project Veritas. Yes. Um, This is from Project Veritas. They've highlighted out some of the notes from the Pfizer confidential letter that they were able to obtain. Since April 2021, increased cases of myocarditis and pericarditis carditis have been reported in the United States after mRNA COVID-19 vaccination, particularly in adolescents and young adults. The pattern of cases conforms, as per the label, to a pattern of myocarditis cases occurring in majority of young males between 29 years of age within the first two weeks post-vaccination. You can go further, guys, and links in the description, as always. But when this is brought to the attention of the Pfizer uh, folks in the uh, Australian uh, Parliament, this is what uh, occurred, Mr. Producer. That's why the vaccine causes myocarditis and pericarditis. Why does it cause? Yes. I'll take that, Dr. Hewitt. Sure. Based on our clinical trials and pharmacovigilance data, as well as real-world evidence following the distribution now of of billions of doses of vaccine, we retain confidence, strong confidence, in the safety profile of the vaccine. Sorry, Chair, point of order. Point of order. I've asked, do you understand why it causes... I know that it's a low risk. I'm asking, do you understand why it causes myocarditis? I I want you to explain to me why it causes myocarditis. Do you understand why it causes myocarditis? Pfizer is aware of very rare reports of myocarditis and pericarditis that have been temporarily associated with vaccination. Well, that's still ongoing for some people. Senator Reddick, Dr. Theroux should answer the question. Thank you, Dr. Theroux. According to public health experts and regulatory authorities around the globe, the number of reports of myocarditis remains small. I'm not referring to the number of reports. I want you to explain to me the mechanism of how the vaccine causes myocarditis. Do you or do you not understand the mechanism of why the vaccine causes myocarditis? It looks to me like you don't. And if you don't understand it, why are you saying the vaccine is safe? without qualifying the risks. So, so, Good question. Um, Senator Reddick, I think uh, Dr. Theroux is actually about to get to that point. Whether people agree, whether there's agreement to his evidence or not is another question for others to make a judgment on. Um, but if, Dr. Theroux, if you could uh, again go to um, Senator Reddick's uh, question. Senator, uh, all medicines, all therapeutic products and vaccines have uh, benefits and have side effects as well. Looking at the totality of the evidence for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine, uh, regulatory authorities, health authorities, experts globally, including in Australia, within the Department of Health and the TGA, have maintained that the benefit-risk ratio... That's not the question that I asked. I asked, can you explain why the vaccine causes myocarditis? Yes or no? Doesn't sound uh, like Senator, the benefit-risk Yes or no? So you clearly don't understand the pathway, do you? Because you can't explain it. I'm not referring to the cost-benefit analysis here. I'm referring to do you understand the biochemical pathway as to why the vaccine causes damage to the heart? 
Senator, I'm happy to take your question on notice and come back to the committee with whatever information we can provide. I might just clarify, I was not referring to a cost-benefit analysis in my previous response. I was referring to the benefit-risk ratio. And health authorities oh, around the globe continue walk. to recommend uh, the benefits. Uh, take a long walk off a short pier. He, oh. he has no idea. They well, have no they idea. They don't know. Well, so, 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 so either they don't know or they don't want to say. Neither one of those is good. When you're in a position where it's rotten eggs or rotten fish behind the uh, underneath the cap of the food that they're serving you, I don't want to be served that. Either they do know and they are intentionally doing it, says the tinfoil hat conspiracy theory, right. or they don't know what they're doing and they've rolled this out way too fast and people are, are suffering for it. But they did roll out literally billions with a B vaccine dose. Well, and do you remember when it rolled out? Do you remember? I, re I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> it all started four years ago when, oh, no. Um, but yeah, basically. you have a flashback scene right there. It's, no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> perfect. But I remember when it was we coming out, we were friends. having conversations at work about, you know, oh, it keeps not getting approved. It keeps not getting approved. Uh, it was literally months of not being approved. And everyone said, like, when will this be approved? We want to go back to work. We want to leave our house. Yeah. We want to go to a grocery store. Right. And everyone was begging, let's get this approved. Why can't they make one that works? Right. Moderna unapproved. Pfizer unapproved. Pfizer all of a sudden approved within a week. Yep. There was a week where Pfizer was unapproved and then came back was approved. And we're like, what happened? Why? There's no way they changed it in that one week and did the tests necessary in that one week. Now, is it possible they had multiple things they were testing? Yes. Okay, but that sure sounds a whole lot more like money changing hands mm -hmm. because all of a sudden Pfizer's became perfectly safe. Johnson and Johnson's was no way, Jose. Moderna was, well, it's basically the same as Pfizer, but it's not approved yet. How long did it take Moderna to get approved? And how much deeper is Pfizer's pockets than Moderna? And, and, Pfizer and, seems like they paid more money. Those are all really good questions, but all of them come from the root patent. And again, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole because, again, I want to get to what should the Christian think about this. But we're, we're, we're trying to equip you, dear viewer with, and listener, with the information uh, so that you have a response because it is interesting. It is interesting. So, uh, what what are we saying? Are we saying uh, don't don't take the mRNA vaccine or and, yes. and just and just die? Well, like, we are offering another option. We are offering another option, contrary to what this you know. Uh, Jesus uh, is your only option. Uh, okay, uh, that's what we call that's what we call a logical fallacy because this is like. If, if you have how many, if you have six pounds of rice, how many ants are there in China? Answer me now, dang it! <laughs> There's a problem here. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, however, there are other alternatives, and as early as June or July of 2020, do y'all remember there was a there was a drug that's been used for a hundred years? Cocaine. 
that that that's not the one I was talking about, but oh, that okay. that's been used for longer actually. The oh. coca is a lot longer than that. Uh, but uh, there's a drug that's been around for 100 marijuana. years or so. It's been used for deworming and for stopping oh. the spread and proliferation of uh, viruses. Something called ivermectin. Yeah, and they tried it on patients. By the way, uh, I'm not making medical claims. I'm not giving you medical advice. Uh, my uncle Jim, who's an RN in in LA, has done, worked with people. He's like taking people off ventilators, giving them ivermectin and budesonide, budesonide for the symptoms, ivermectin for stopping the replication. He's had stage four cancer patients come back and say, "My cancer is in remission." Ivermectin is a really cool thing, and so there's some studies that they're going to want to start to do based on that. I'm not saying it it does like cancer, but there's a lot of weird stuff where he's got had like six patients who were stage three, stage four, that came back and they came back with uh, a positive outcome on their cancer. Ivermectin is a wonder drug, and yet it's been absolutely. So, I hate using the word suppressed. I, ugh, it, it, it eats me I'll to use say it. it. Suppressed. Because we, we need that on the soundboard. Suppressed. You know, in all bass <laughs> tones. Um, suppressed. <laughs> you just give me a thumbs up. Um, but now, just now, finally, the FDA is saying that, well, a doctor can prescribe whatever they want. I'll tell you my story. I've told here on this show before. My... When I had COVID the first time, 10 days, uh, I was misdiagnosed, and I got really sick. I lost 20 pounds in 10 days. I had 104 fever. I went to the doctor. He gave me over-the-counter ivermectin. Within 12 hours, I was down to about 100 fever. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. It, 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 it saved my freaking life. Two weeks later, I could. I went to the same doctor with my dad for his COVID. He would not prescribe ivermectin because he was going to lose his license. Oh, I was going to say, could it be an age thing? No, no, okay. no, 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 because he was going to lose his license. They just now have revoked that. But in the meantime, I got COVID again. They wouldn't give me ivermectin. You know what I did? You went and found it on the streets of Houston. I went. I, I went and went to the feed store. Went to the black market. You, I literally, I literally had the, the horse feed paste. store. The black market of medicines. I, you know what? I literally got the. Don't do this. This is very bad. I told you, do not Please go and eat the horse Do not do anything paste. you see on this podcast at home. But uh, the the horse paste saved my life, and the apple. Uh, flavored was delicious. Well, it was less horrid than the other one. It was still horrid, actually, but. Yeah, they make an apple for the for the horses exactly like that. So, anyway, within twelve hours, so so first first twenty four hours, I'm like, okay, I've got COVID. I'm feeling all the symptoms. I'm getting pneumonia. My lungs are filling with fluid. Twelve hours later, after taking it, I'm on the mend. The I'm only side effect, his throat felt a little hoarse. Didn't know what's interesting. Better late than never. Doctors were not able. Able to prescribe it, the horse paste was disappearing from. I know, the feed shelves. stores. So, here, but here, here is there are side effects to it. Do not take ivermectin unless you need it. Um, uh, ocular uh, distortion. Uh, here's our legal disclaimer: We are not doctors. Please We're consult any. Please consult your medical professional before taking any sort of drugs. Please do. 
Uh, yeah. So, but with that said, we're not we're not advising you to do anything like that. However, but what I would say is, is that there are side effects if you ever are taking ivermectin. It's 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 like a serious migraine, not with the headache, but with the eyes. Like your vision changes, your eyes dilate, your pupils dilate like crazy. Hmm. Uh, it was not fun. It's not a fun thing to do, but um, it was definitely a lot more fun than sitting in the bed like sweating out. Yeah. Fat and muscle. Yes. Do you know the last part of Marie to die was his eyes because your pupils dilate. Oh man. But yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is why you keep with me that around. said. With that said, what? So are, are there? Are, so there. There are hmm. options that you can try if you want to try something that's actually more effective than twenty percent. I can almost guarantee you, ivermectin is probably going to be more than twenty percent effective on some level. It's going to have an effect. But here's. So, so what are I guess, so one thing that I'm sure we'll talk about is the idea of not putting stuff in your body that you don't know, right? It kind exactly. of came up earlier. The ibroperpection. I- ivermectin. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know what's in it. What are the side effects of it? Because you keep talking so, about this miracle drug, yeah, but there's got to be side effects. Yeah, so uh, dilated pupils. Um, you can, especially if you take way too much of it, you can get heart palpitations. You can get a few other things. Like, it, it's helps not get- unlike Tylenol. In fact, I think it's probably safer than Tylenol as far as side effects. It, it are helps concerned. get rid of intestinal worms. So it stops the replication of, of uh, uh, cells that are not nice in your body. So I wouldn't take it for a long period of time. It could probably inhibit other things that you need. Uh, however, however, for the most part, they, I've heard of people like having an adverse reaction in their intestines, having uh, um, irritation in the lining and some bleeding. I've heard of that. Oof. Okay, So those sort of things can happen, especially in some select cases. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. But for the most part, pretty dang benign. Pretty yeah. dang benign. They used it in Africa to get rid of eye worms. Correct. It's been used for years and years and years. In yes. fact, it, when, when, when all these journalists were saying, don't take the horse base, it's like, guys, we've been deworming in, uh, people coming across our border for years with ivermectin. It's considered one of the more benign drugs out there. There right. are side effects. They do happen, but it's so freaking rare. Yeah. And, and even those side effects, most of them are very moderate. It's more, it's more benign than hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Okay. Hydroxychloroquine? Bingo for the YouTube uh, ban, okay? Hydroxychloroquine, bing. Bing, uh, bing, Let bing. us know, uh, dear YouTube, uh, YouTube, uh, it's the same uh, YouTube. That's what, Dear uh, YouTube censor, when you uh, have hit your bingo card. That's what Trump took. Yeah, he yeah. took a lot of things. He took monoclonal, he took ivermectin, he took hydroxychloroquine. Took some zinc. documents. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's another podcast. Antibodies, wasn't it? I'm on a roll today. But so here's another one. So go ahead and pull up this this uh, uh, NCBI study, please, Mr. Producer. But uh, something else has been shown with the vaccine is, okay, you ready for this? Multi-vaxillary leprosy unmasked by COVID-19 vaccination. It'll be the next one. Uh, leprosy is a chronic disfiguring infectious disease. It is traditionally classified into either tuberculoid uh, leprosy or lepromatosis, multibacterial uh, leprosy. 
which differ in a number of uh, bacteria present in the skin and clinical manifestations. Patients between the two types are classified as borderline. In the context of COVID-19 pandemic, patients with leprosy will also receive uh, COVID-19 vaccinations. Here we describe multibacterial leprosy unmasked by COVID-19 vaccinations. So thank you, Mr. Producer. A lot of people are saying that it causes leprosy. No, it doesn't cause leprosy that we know of yet, okay? That, that, that's not, uh, that has not been proven. But what the suspect mechanism is here, unlike what the Pfizer guys can say, uh, the suspect me mechanism here is, is that the body, you know, you're, today you, you have streptococci, flesh-eating bacteria, and MRSA in your bodies I, I think today, that's right? what happened to Murray. I ate all of his flesh. You guys both have those in your body right now. You guys know right. that, right? Yes. Uh, some people have leprosy, latent leprosy, just right. like flesh-eating bacteria, just like MRSA. You don't know me. Some of these people, no, I, I don't. That's why <laughs> don't bite me. A human bite is just as dangerous as an animal bite in some cases. If Usually it, if it worse. pierces the skin. Usually worse. Mm. If it pierces, if it pierces the skin. So There's so many jokes yep. I want to say. I know. Uh, don't don't YouTube bite me. YouTube censors. Yeah. So anyway. If you have some of these underlying conditions, some of these will pop out because what is the MRI <coughs> doing? It is restructuring your immune system. Correct. It's, it's re-instructing it on how to perform and how to behave with certain uh, 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 strains and viruses. Yeah, it's so they taught this when they taught about AIDS in fifth grade. Yeah. I remember that they taught about this. And one of the videos I, I remember watching is they're like your whole body, your white blood cells are like the guards of your body and your body's a prison. Basically, what happens is there are good things in it that get to roam around the prison freely, the guards, the warden, whatever you want to call those. And then there are bad things that get pushed into a cell. Right. And they're locked away and they're controlled. Okay, those controlled things don't get to run wild. Those controlled diseases in your body are free to be in your body, but they don't get to multiply. They don't get to, you know, present themselves. Well, what happens when you take this MR and an MNA? I am not wording today. That sounds but um, what happens is it basically reassigns those guards and it can reassign them. Un improperly and all of a sudden the leprosy can now get out and can manifest correct right so it's not that it is causing it but it's letting it run wild correct and it's destroying their system so and again links in the description as uh, always below uh there are people especially in in india there's a few case studies where there are people who probably would have gone their whole lives with no problem and now they're leprous and and so and that's not great in india if you don't know how india works they have a class structure it's bad news it's you get to be lowest class we talk about this uh when you learn about leprosy in the bible um you know they push the leopards all out of t leopards lepers all out of town and they have to live in their own little commune of yeah death and skinlessness Okay, and it's you don't go. You say hi from afar if you have a loved one, very very afar, right? Um, and then you know, of course, we learned Jesus went in, touched, healed. You know, was like, I'm not scared of y'all. I have power over sickness. Yeah, right. When you talk about it in the Bible, but India's still doing the same thing. They're kind of going. You have leprosy. You need to be, you know, 
unless you are in the higher class and keeping it secret it changes your class in india and it's hard to keep that sort of thing of secret and of course it's also dangerous so what all of that to say there are untold number of risks we're only three years into this two years really into this and we do not know where all of this is going to go we don't know how far it's going to go so my question is is what happens to people who are who are pushing back on this well all we have to do is go back and look at the canadian convoy do y'all remember that oh man yeah they froze their bank accounts they deployed <laughs> they deployed the military on them and basically they destroyed their lives they labeled them and branded them as terrorists for simply saying let us out of our homes let us go back to work we do not want to take this vaccine your potentials your 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 side effects are not worth what i consider to be a very extreme flu i do not want to make that trade-off and i think that that's their right they have the right to say that yeah but i have a i have a buddy i work with He's a real good friend. Um, and he was like, I ain't getting the vaccine. And man, let me tell you, pitchforks came out of my liberal company. They're evil, right? And he goes, here, whoa, whoa, whoa. He goes, calm down, be kind, rewind. He goes, I have a heart condition. Mm-hmm. He goes, and we don't know what it will do to people with this heart condition. And now we look and go, it can cause heart issues. So he's real glad he didn't get it, right? Because he's like, I have the heart, but I will tell you, even after saying I have a heart condition, people are like, it's perfectly safe. It's perfectly safe. And he was berated. He got permission to continue to work from home. He was getting, you know, even a uh, a medical excuse to not, you know, get the vaccine back when it was required, was going to be required by the president. Um, and the company was like that's not a good enough medical reason so he had to go with a religious one and then the whole thing got dropped because biden can't actually do that um but it was like even the corporate was like no not a good enough reason your health is not a good enough reason to not take something for your health it's better for you to die because of a overtaking a vaccine than it is to not take the vaccine that, that we need we want you to take so i want to trans- yeah that it is mr producer so i want to transition this over i want to transition this over into the apologetic side because some people are going to say well you're an apologetics podcast you've talked uh 40 minutes on a political issue well is it is it truly just political because everything is ultimately tied in to your view of morality so my problem comes down to this we have a government that is interested in forcing something that's a medical decision upon you. What do you think is going to happen when we go to a blockchain currency? What do you think is going to happen when all of a sudden Christianity is too, is too authoritarian for them, that they're going to have their own authoritarian design, which is truly authoritarian, whereas Christianity is freeing? We as Christians, when we see something like this, this is from the Chair of Theology, we see them developing not only an alternate truth, but ultimately a hierarchy, a structure that supersedes God. 
And the reason I say that is because one of the most important things, the most important thing to God in this universe, I'm going to make a bold statement, the most important thing to God in this universe as evidenced by his actions throughout creation and through the Bible and up to today is free will. As long as it doesn't interfere, I'm not talking about self-actualization, that's different. I'm talking about your free will, your autonomy within your God-given natural rights. God values that more than your mortal soul. And they're creating a structure where they can say, no, I am going to choose what you will like, what you will dislike, what you will eat, what you will not eat, where you will go, what you will do, what you will put into your body, and more importantly, what you will worship. And right now, this is a proxy war for that. And it's going to start to get more hot. 100%. Because it it's all about control. And if they can control this, then they can control whether you sing in church. Remember when that whole thing came down? You can go to church, but you can't sing because it spreads the germs too much. They arrested a pastor in Canada for that. Yeah. They drug him out in front of the congregation. So yeah. that's where... We talk about you're, the government's then stepping above God. God says worship. God says sing. Well, but my government said I can't. What? Yeah, what? Well, when you put it that way, all of a sudden you start to go, huh, you're right. Why does the government now get to display or get to choose how I worship God? You know, that it talks about in the Bible about how, you know, God places the government and control and that as Christians we should obey that government but it also holds has Christians holding the government to an accountability to live and and abide by the will of God which we all know that the government is not doing you know well, let's go through that let, let's go through that because actually Romans 13 lays that out very well. Right. So let's go ahead and read that. So let every soul be subject to the higher powers for there is no power but from God. The powers that are are ordained by God. Whoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God and they that resist shall receive themselves uh, damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works but to evil. Wilt thou then be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise from the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou dost that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is a minister of God and an avenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. So, Wherefore, ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but for consciousness sake. For this cause, ye pay tribute. So going into taxes, render therefore all their, that they're due. Uh, look, we're laying all that out. And some people would say that you have no right to interfere with the government. And I can see the argument if you're in China, actually. If you're in Iraq or Iran, Afghanistan, I can actually see the argument. I don't know if I agree with it fully, but I understand it. From this rubric, we have a, lay, a, 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 a set of marching orders from God to walk within the confines of that ruler. But there's a problem, 
and uh, we've had uh, uh, Deacon on the show before, and he 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 had a way of saying it. He, it's a really good one. He has the doctrine of the higher magistrate, because in America specifically, talking about Americans here, and in the country of America, we have a little bit of a different set of rules that we're playing by. Who leads the country? God. Uh, yes, but the country through, you living in, but through <laughs> ideally yes, but through what? Through the actions of the, the president, people, the people, well, people elect, the people. the people elect, and when someone is in bad behavior, even judges, there are remedies. There are remedies that we have, whether it's our vote, whether it is prosecution. There are a number of remedies that we have against members of the government, people that we have elected the from Second ourselves Amendment. When, when necessary. But even before that, we can prosecute people. We can prosecute. And by the way, judicial immunity only goes as long and as far as they are acting in good standing. Judicial immunity was never to protect a judge from an unconstitutional act because the moment that that judge violates his oath or her oath of office, they are no longer a judge in good standing. And that has to be adjudicated before a different court. That has to be brought up. Did this judge act within the Constitution or not? That has to be brought in. But you know what we don't see? We don't see very many people prosecuting that. I've seen that happen. Guess what? It is amazing to watch judges resign when they have been acting in bad faith and in bad conscience. You can do that. You know what we can do? We can vote people out. Yep. It, it's getting harder and harder with the elections as they are, but um, that's another topic for another uh, time. Uh, yeah. Vote, people, vote. It, it doesn't even matter to vote. We've got to be there at the voting booth. Count, vote the way counting. I want, people, vote. we got to be counting the. We got to be counting the votes. And Double count your vote. Wait, no. Don't <laughs> that's what they do. Anyway. Go ahead, yeah. Steve. Sometimes that doesn't matter that you're there to count the votes. I mean, if they throw you out, like the TCF yeah. Center. It's, I mean, it's, it, what yeah. we need is muscular Christianity. Muscular Christianity. I like that. We need Christians who are willing swole to stand. Swole for the Savior. Yeah. Savior swole. Swole for savior the Savior. Savior swole. Yeah. yeah. So we need to be prepared, prepared to, to take the knocks. Because you look at our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan and in Iraq and Iran, and it all of a sudden becomes a lot easier. In China, it becomes a lot easier to to say, I can I can take some destitution, I can take some prosecution, as long as I'm acting within the confines of the law and of ethics and morality. If someone's prosecuting me unjustly, that's the least I can do for the cross. You know, right? Persecution is becoming so much more in the united states it's just absurd you know and and it's and it's coming in small amounts um and it's just things that go on in your own personal life it's like me being thrown off my dear lease i've talked to all of y'all about about that incident because i would talk about um I have people talk to me about verses in the Bible because they knew I was a Christian and I would pray over the food that we would have, that we would eat. 
And, you know, the guy that ran our deer leash didn't care for that too much. And, you know, I, because what they like to do, a bunch of them like to do was hang around up there and, you know, just get drunk as could be. And, you know, I've been sober for over 20 years and uh, just I didn't do that. Darkness doesn't like the light. And that's a micro, micro scale of the macro what we're about to see happen in our country. And look, we're, we're not going to stop revelation in the end times. And it looks like that might be getting nearer than, than it is further. However, uh, a good story to take note of is the story of King Josiah in uh, Second Kings, where you see at the end of the life of the nation of, of Israel or Ju- Judah specifically, you had one good king who had a revival, sparked a revival. He changed a generation for God. And he bought a little bit more time in a dying world. We can do the same today. We can be the spark. Should God be so willing to use us in that way, we can be the tool in God's hand to spark a new revival in this generation. And I think that would be something worth fighting for. So wrapping thoughts for the day, share philosophy. Our philosophy first is we need to be Christians first. You're not a vaccinated Christian. You're not an unvaccinated Christian. You're not a Christian against, you know, you can be Christian against the vaccine mandate or Christian for the vaccine mandate, right? But you got to put Christian first. You got to put God first. Don't put the government first, right? Don't listen to the government above God. Okay, don't listen to your coworkers above God. It's got to be God first. And that has to be the philosophy with whatever mandate it is. Personal opinion, you know, I believe that the Bible says you don't get to mandate somebody's health. That's between them, God, and their doctor. Right? And I think that is the government overstepping. I believe this to be the government overreaching. I come from Seattle. We used to call our governor Emperor Inslee, you know, because he held on to that emergency control for the three. He recently let it go. Okay, recently, like six months ago now. But that's like two and a half, three years of holding on to emergency power when he didn't really need it. He kept coming up with a reason. Right? The government is reaching and they're going to overstep and try to take God down a notch. And that's not going to work well because God's not going to go down a notch. And we need to be fighting on God's side. Amen. Steve, final thoughts? Yeah. Um, as far as culturally goes, you you know, what you was talking about earlier, I you know, I, I agree with you about the times in Revelation. I, I believe also that we're approaching them more and more and getting closer and closer. Uh, we're seeing things that are happening that are going on. And, you know, don't be afraid to be persecuted as a Christian. It's going to happen. And I think it's going to happen more and more. Uh, and, and the thing is, is that reach out and reach as many people as you can and try to bring them to Christ. 
that is the thing to do. Don't be afraid to talk about God. Don't be afraid to talk about Jesus. Do it. If, if that's what you're called to do, do it. I was called to come to a church and called to God. Man, I'll tell you what, I, I have not slowed down, and I do it. Been persecuted a few times. Hey, man, doesn't matter to me. I'm still pushing on. I'll still go for it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, man. And and I think Murray's uh, he, you know, looks know like he's been, been kind of persecuted. He's, uh, you know, I don't know what happened to him, but he's. Yeah, he's all been, I can say is he's he's been bone quiet. I was say he's been deadly I, I, yeah. quiet. I don't think he has the guts yeah, to really speak up. You know, I don't think nope. so either. Nobody but knows he's, uh, his opinion. He's had a he, good time, he's, and he and I will never see eye to eye. That was humorous. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, final thoughts for the day from the chair of theology, uh, dear beloved viewer. Uh, just remember something. It's not about the vaccine. It's not about who's in office. Really, it comes down to you. What are you doing today? Who are you serving today? Are you serving Christ? Or are you really just pleasing yourself? And what I mean by that is sometimes it's easier to be comfortable. Sometimes it's easier to just go with the flow to do the thing that feels safest or easiest. Maybe maybe you do think that we should have a vaccine mandate. And maybe that brings some comfort. Maybe that's something that, that it says stability in, in the, the crazy post-pandemic world. Maybe it seems like that would be more healthy. Or maybe you have a friend who believes that. Well, let me ask you the question. At the end of the day, are you doing God's will? Are you giving people their right, their basic human rights, their basic God-given freedom? God values freedom more than anything else. If I could summarize all, everything I said earlier about free will and about volitional will, freedom. God values freedom Amen. more than your mortal soul. Are you giving those people freedom or are you taking people's freedom? Not talking about self-actualization. Again, I'm not saying people have, there's freedom and then there's your self-actualization. Taking that aside, I'm not talking about self-actualization. Their right to choose what they are going to do. Are you taking that away? And at the end of the day, are you doing that with the, with the butt of a government gun or the barrel of a government gun? Is that who you wish to be going forward? Or do you wish to be the person fighting that? Who are you and whom do you serve? If you like this podcast, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you so, so, so much for over 200,000 downloads on the audio. Guys, right. that, that is just such a wonderful thing. Uh, we are flattered and honored that you guys do listen to us. Uh, YouTube. I, you know, it's the strangest thing. It just, the, the views are the views, whatever. Mm. Don't care anymore. But uh, uh, Rumble is slowly growing, and uh, we are on the Twitter at Further Every Day. Tweet us there or the X app, whatever they call it now. I don't get it. 
Elon, you're a mad genius. I'm waiting to see what you do. But, you know, anyway, that's weird. All right. With that said, we love you so much. Bye. They can't see you're waving, Mr. Steve. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. All right. If if, you, <laughs> if you're still on here, you are a super listener or we did put you to sleep. Going around the room here, what is your favorite Fauci uh, villainy moment like in his villain arc? Bruh. What is your favorite moment in his villain arc? <laughs> I think, oh, my favorite moment. I just, I replay this in my head time after time. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, the double masking. <laughs> Man, when he goes, one mask ain't enough, home dogs. He's like, you double mask. It's twice the protection. It's efficient enough. You know, this is going to cut down on what gets through after months and months of being like, masks stop 99.99% of Lysol germs or whatever he says. Right, things like double mask up, and not a month later, he goes, "Yeah, that was just to make people feel more comfortable. It didn't change anything." I'm sitting here like, "Boy, it's just common sense." Right? Yeah, it's like, I'm shut like, up. Y- you, and, and then people are still like, "But no, but Fauci walks on water because there are germs in the water, and he's above the germs." And he couldn't even throw the freaking ball at the anyway at the, at the game because he's just going. <laughs> hey. Uh, I think that he talked about not having uh, receiving money and not having patents when it's come out that he does and he's received millions of dollars, millions of dollars from this. Absolute millions. My favorite moment in his villain arc is when it came out that he... uh, I don't like that this happened at all. This is the worst, one of the worst things, other than potentially alleged, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly releasing a bioweapon upon the, the world. Uh, you know, it, you know, he's he's still out and about after being found Accidents out that he happen. fed beagles' faces to uh, to flies, and he's oh, still around. God, yeah. ha, you haven't heard about this? You didn't hear about that? He did. Stu- so he did studies. Oh my gosh! Where yes. How long it would take flies to to eat the face off a beagle. Yeah. And he would, Unacceptable! No, like, it, it was it was legitimately you one of the most horrific things. The guy's a sociopath. And he's still walking around. Murray, so, out of curiosity... Did that, ha- did that happen to Murray's face? <laughs> I just... If we already know the answer, I kind of want to know. You'll have to look that up. I'm not going to lie. Google like, Google like, I'm that. not saying yes. let's test it and I'm, verify but, it. Oh, but if we God, already was, know. Yeah. I remember reading that. That was... It just turned my stomach. And while it, they were still alive. And this son of a... Yeah, anyway, he's still alive and still walking around. No, the after beagles he's done. were alive when they were doing I know, that. I know. I know. So this guy's still alive and walking yeah. around after everything he's done to humanity. Hot dog. You know, it, he literally said he's not he's not walking. He literally said that he's not doing gain of function research. And on the same day he said that to Congress and Senate, he was asking about gain of function research to his colleagues. Uh, and and it was all, you know, all in government emails. Everyone knew what they were doing. But anyway, uh, with that said, tell us your favorite or most despicable Fauci moment in the conversation down below. We love you so much. Thank you. Have a nice day. Bye.